I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Culp Option podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, listen to up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, or give us something to discuss in our new post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash What I think happened, I don't think I have coronavirus, but what I think happened is that I've, because lockdown level two is, 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 you know, you're allowed to go out and explore, I think I've just, like, the, the sicknesses that I would have had anyway at this time of year are finally like oh my god thank thank god the the gates are open now we can we can climb doors climb open boys <laughs> yeah exactly so looks I don't have, like I don't aj's have symptoms. back on the menu <laughs> i don't have symptoms of coronavirus but i did wake up this morning with a, a slightly throaty thing going on and an ever so slightly runny nose um which kind of feels like it's not going to get any worse which it hopefully won't um and you know that's just it's i would have got this at this point in the year anyway yeah um but yeah you've been washing your hands yeah i've been washing my hands yeah yeah didn't sound you didn't sound very confident uh i just know that i've certainly like when they were like wash your hands all the time i was like i'm gonna wash my hands all the time but as as the lockdown went on i was sort of like yeah yeah, like, I, I don't really like being told what to do by the government. <laughs> no, I still wash my hands. I still wash my hands after, like, I go out shopping or I'll, yeah. But I'm not gonna, go to I'm not gonna brush my teeth. <laughs> yeah, fuck brushing your teeth. Fuck washing your hands. All I want to do is pick my nose and eat it. <laughs> uh, all right, welcome along to the Carl Popshire podcast. Uh, if mm. you're just joining us, which of course you are, because this is the start of the episode um this is a podcast this is a, a called film franchise fortnights on the cult popshire podcast it's very confusing confusing um, but uh, essentially what we do here is we take a often randomly chosen film franchise we watch all of those films and then we come back two weeks later and we discuss those films for you so aj and i have um over the last couple of weeks we've been watching the fallen film series which might not immediately sound familiar to you like with that title because it doesn't feel mm. like it's gra- it's gained like film series status um but it has yeah. a wikipedia page for the franchise um and it's called fallen on there uh but this is referring to the olympus has fallen london has fallen angel has fallen trilogy starring gerard butler where he's like he you know, works for the secret service and he protects the president uh that's that's what you probably know about it <laughs> yeah yeah i what am i gonna call this episode we usually have a so i I might have talked about this before when naming episodes of film franchise fortnights i usually go if it's two movies which we don't do so often anymore i'll just write both titles in the title um if it's three movies if it's a trilogy and if it's four or more connected films it's a series and if it's four or more 
films which have several reboots or whatever it's just the movies unless otherwise stated like by the series like for for example the twilight saga calls itself the twilight saga so i'll comply with that but the fallen i almost want to call this one olympus slash london slash angel has fallen trilogy because otherwise people aren't going to know what the fallen trilogy is yeah olympus london and angel have fallen <laughs> have fallen changed them yeah change one of the words from the title um, well we'll, we'll we're, we're sort of jumping the gun a bit here we're going to talk mm. about titles a little mm. bit later on i'm sure yeah um but first off uh tell me aj so this this franchise mm. started out in 2013 um with olympus has fallen and what is that film about um gerard butler is the president's best friend president benjamin asher played by aaron eckhart hot president the youngest president in america's history presumably um and you to fact um, can you while i yeah. stammer through the plot um uh so yeah they're best friends and one day um while transporting the president and his family to like a party there's a there's a car accident and they're like convoy on a bridge in the middle of the snow um and it results in the president's wife uh dying by falling off the bridge in her car and um mike banning who's gerard butler's character is sort of uh delegated to desk work for the next 18 months just because no the the president doesn't seem really that angry at at banning it's just more like whenever i see you i'm reminded that my wife and mother of my child died because you couldn't save her um and then all of that uh turns on its head when north korean terrorists intercept the white house and blow it up and and there's a there's a a bunch of clearly innocent people are killed um and some very upsetting (laughs) scenes which i was surprised was okay to show in what 2012 2013 2013 when this it's essentially Die Hard, but instead of a hotel or a motel. Is it a hotel or a motel? And It'd be a hotel. Yeah, it's Motel's a, pl- a plaza. The plaza. Instead of a, of a plaza, it's the White House and Gerard Butler's character, Mike Banning, uh, a name they really want to be more iconic than it, it is. It doesn't really stick in your mind the same way something like John McClane does. Um, he <laughs> intercepts the... He he goes into the White House to save the president and defeat the North Korean terrorists. Yeah, man. Yep, and he does it. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, very good. So um, Olympus Has Fallen is referring to... Olympus refers to the White House. Um, mm. You know, they've got all these secret service code names for everything. Um, and, you know, I think, I think, I think Olympus has fallen from, from memory when the film came out. I didn't really see this anywhere, but it's like Olympus has fallen is like what the actual, what they would say, you know, if this would happen, right. um, the, this was what would be said over comms. Um, also That's to- very American, despite being very Greek. Um, so after, um, to, to, sorry to answer your question, it's been seven years since this film came out. Aaron Eckhart is now- 52 making him 45 at the start of the film um or like when the film was shot um though that makes him the third youngest president Mm. um if he was elected at age 45 which uh we know that he wasn't really 
uh, he would have been slightly younger. Yeah. But uh, Teddy Roosevelt was 42 and um, John F. Kennedy was 43. I reckon it's feasible he could be even with one of them when oh, he was yeah. elected. Um, I reckon this extremely feasible thing is feasible. Like, yeah, I know AJ, of course, that's feasible. Yeah, I understand how time works and aging works. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> So, so what did you think of the film? We, so we go. Which, how are we? We didn't discuss this beforehand. Are we doing a movie by movie discussion this episode, or a, or a, you know, talk about all of them at once discussion? What's what's the what's the plan? Uh, I was going to do a mix of both. Okay. Well, I'll, how about you this? start talking about the first one, and I'll interrupt you <laughs> with my thoughts on the second one. I'll just follow your lead as I should have done anyway. Yeah. Uh, what did I think of this film? Okay. It started off and I was like, you know what? This isn't that bad. I was like, it's um it's got a pretty I, I do I do really like the um the that kind of subgenre of redemption story arc where it's specifically like I screwed up something that we can never get back, but now I can do something to uh, to that is just as good as if I could have saved the situation initially right so <laughs> yeah. so like the last of us is that because joel's got a dead daughter and slowly you know becomes connected to a a young girl who would have been the a, same a, age a, as his a daughter. living girl yeah yeah and so this it's like i screwed up saving the president's um the president's wife but now i can save the president's son which is what i thought the whole movie was going to be until he saves the son about halfway into the adventure <laughs> and i was like this feels like this should be the last thing you do is save the sun. Cause then it's just him saving the president. And it felt that felt less authentic to me. Um, I thought by the end of the film though, I was like, whoa, like we, this is, this Woof. is our third trilogy in a row for film yeah. franchise Fortnite's 2020. Um, we did the expendables and the mighty ducks and now the fallen series. And all three of those in their own way, are quite um, explicitly American and macho. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like the the Expendables, while they go to other countries and t- the t- two main characters aren't actually American, it's they still like, uh, you know, represent the macho values of old American cinema. The Mighty Ducks is an American sports movie and they, they represent America and fight other countries' teams. Um and this is like literally about someone saving the president of the USA in the White House. Yeah. And I get it came out in 2013 when cultural kind of um, collective imagery of the president was someone more akin to Obama. Um, I get why when this came out then you would be like, yeah, cool. It's an American macho movie. This is what this is how America is. But watching this movie in, in Trumpian days is like, oh my God. Like I've... The, the world has never been less confident in America's ab- abilities to, to lead and 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 th- that sort of thing during the especially during the coronavirus stuff and so it is wild to see such a unabashedly patriotic um almost propaganda-esque yeah. American action film um I understand it wasn't made in this time but it is crazy to see it to see it and still pretty you know still a pretty modern recent movie yeah yeah no yeah certainly i think there'll be more uh more political discourse to look forward to um whereas two kiwis um uh you know who aren't really involved in politics um (laughs) sort of try and you know make make best of 
of what of what we think is going on <laughs> in the world. Um, so yeah, Olympus has fallen. This is this is. Um, it's also sorry. It's worth mentioning as well uh, that. Uh, in 2013, just a few months after Olympus Has Fallen came out, a film called White House Down came mm. out, which near identical plot by all accounts. I actually haven't I haven't seen White House Down. I don't think you have either. I've, I haven't, but I've heard it's better. Than yeah. Olympus um, so the, the kind of general consensus is, because both of them are essentially diehard in the White House. That's kind of like you made that observation. And I think most people, most, you know, film commentators made that, that comparison at the time. Um, but we, by all accounts, so White House Down stars uh, Jamie Foxx as the, the John McClane or the Mike Banning type. And, um, sorry, did I said Channing, Chan, Channing Tatum stars as the... I was gonna. I was like, man, I do not know that. I thought Channing Tatum was in that movie. Yeah, so sorry, <laughs> yeah. Channing Tatum is the, the everyman hero and Jamie Foxx is the president. Fuck um, yeah. imagine Jamie Foxx as president. <laughs> That'd be pretty, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and it's directed by Roland Emmerich as well. So that that's kind of a more big disaster movie and by all accounts takes itself less seriously, which is watching Olympus Has Fallen, that was kind of one of the first things I messaged you when I was watching it mm. and just said, man, this movie, like th- this should be filled with one-liners, you know? And and I guess with because it invites the diehard comparison and that's a very kind of like, it's not lighthearted, but it's... Um, it's a very action movie whereas this is like mm. wants to be a drama that just has explosions in it. Yeah, and I think that problem is is what is wrong with this whole trilogy. It's what's wrong that, with America. <laughs> and yeah, maybe. No, I think that um that the first one is like in the log when they pitched this to whatever studio it produced it. Millennium remember. Films, I believe. Yeah, yeah. When they pitched it, they would have gone, "It's Die Hard in the White House," and that's almost all you have to say. Yeah. Um, and that's what sells the first movie. I think is that that's why people would have seen the trailer and gone to see it in the cinemas is because they go, "Okay, it's an action movie set in the White House." I haven't seen that before uh, because this is coming out before White House Down. Um, <laughs> so maybe you know that's interesting enough. And then the sequels go, um, "Hey, and you know that those lovable characters that you liked so much? What if we remove the most interesting thing about the movie?" being that it's set in the white house and put that in different situations what about that and it's like these these movies it's hard it's it's a weird thing to say but they would be like significantly improved if the characters were fun Mm. like i'm talking we haven't talked about ron tomato scores yet but i'm thinking like 20 to 30 percent higher if gerard butler's mike banning was replaced with a more um charismatic and fun main character to carry through into the sequels Mm. yeah i I agree um should we do you want to talk about rotten tomatoes okay Um, what do you think it has a rotten tomatoes 42 same age as the the youngest president okay (laughs) uh sorry um but uh replace that with what is apparently a more charming kind of uh lead in white house down and you get 51 percent, which is what white house down has if you were wondering mm. Mm, okay, um interesting. okay so uh let's just move on to london has fallen uh we'll go a quick mm-hmm. overview of what that's about so that came out three years later this is another franchise um where it's it's just nice neat three-year gaps 
2019. Um, so London has fallen, uh, directed by um, Babak Najafi. The first one, sorry, I don't think I said it was uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua, who also did the Magnificent Seven remake um, that we oh, covered. Yeah. Um, so what is London has fallen about? So someone, a, a world leader is killed in the Middle East, right? I forget who Yeah, somewhere in... Um, Fuck Hedistan, I think it's called. <laughs> oh my god. We will, yeah, let's talk about that after I do the plot. Um, so a, a world leader is killed and his funeral is in London where all the, um, where all the uh, world leaders of the Western world are asked to come and, you know, pay their respects at this funeral. So they all go there, including the president of the United States. Um, and then it turns out it's a big fucking plan and a big terrorist attack. And the, the London police forces is, is compromised. And so uh, almost all the world leaders are killed except for the president of the USA and Mike Banning who protects him. Um, and it's sort of them navigating a, a terror ravaged London to get to like a safe house. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh yeah i yeah what's this one got on ron tomatoes <laughs> what would you guess it's like 20 something 20 do you want to go at a guess at the 21 27 27 this is this is the worst one in the trilogy and yeah, um one of the more recent racist movies i've ever seen yeah. like you you expect this kind of shit in you know, breakfast at Tiffany's <laughs> or even something like that. I don't know like if I expected like... the amount of racism no, I got in breakfast at Tiffany's when I put it on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but like we are, so 2016, we are like enough past Months 9/11. away from, from electing Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're, 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 par- we're far enough past 9-11 where the cultural conversation is kind of like understanding Islamophobia is also a problem, right? Yeah. Um, and yet, yeah, like you like you said before, without context, which I've been ever since you said it, I've been like, we've really got to put context to what to what you said, Richard, before And now like, you're just stalling. So there's a part in the film where Gerard Butler's Mike Banning has like taken down one of the henchmen and the the villains in the first one are North Korean, the villains in the second one are uh Middle Eastern. I can't remember where they're from. Um, and neither could Gerard Butler's character apparently because it's, um, Pakistan I believe right so he literally says the main character the protagonist in a 2016 movie uh, has has a has a terrorist at gunpoint and says something to, to the to the something like uh, go back to fuck Hedistan or wherever you're from like something which sounds like just a plain straight out racist thing that like a a racist person would yell at a, a Middle Eastern person. And he says it in the film. I had to look it up because I was like, he did not say fuck Hedistan. You're like, there must be a real place. <laughs> not Surely a real they wouldn't place. just make this up. <laughs> not, no, I was like, there's no way a movie this recent would have actually used that term. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it, it's it's um so London has fallen has it got a lot of criticism when it came out for being effortlessly racist. Wow. Um, and it's it's very Islamophobic, as you mentioned. And so it also, um, it's a variety described it as a terror exploitation film, which is designed to spread fear after the November mm. 2015 Paris attacks. Mm. Um, and so it's like, and also the, the trailer came out like 
the day of or like around the time of the 10th anniversary of the um london underground bombings wow that's insane and so it was like yeah it was very it, it, it came across as tone deaf when it came out and so obviously we picked up on that but yeah there's a there's Ooh. a point at the end where he um where he's fighting the the main terrorist bad guy and I can't remember the quote exactly, and I, I don't remember enough buzzwords in it to look it up. But he essentially says to um to the villain, uh, you people like you, like assholes like you, are always criticizing us as an Americans. But you know what? In a hundred years, we'll still be here. And this is as he's fighting someone from like literally one of the oldest <laughs> nations. I, I think in, he says, uh, I think it's in a thousand years, is it? It's something. It's something which is not yeah. only probably incorrect, but is like so. Um, oh, it's I. I. So, I want to say so American, and I apologize to American fans of the show who are like, "Come on, man, we're not all like that." I get that, but I'm talking about like the 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 macho America. bravado America kind of thing, where yeah. like the the. It's so entitled. It's so entitled to think that that your way of life is better because you think it's going to be around longer than than something like yeah. middle east well i think for me i think the difference between the first and the second is like the first is pro america mm. um whereas the second is like it's anti-islam first and pro america second yeah. yeah um and it's like it's like yeah okay it's a little cheesy coming from someone uh, you know in, in new zealand and especially when we're a famously humble people um <laughs> but watching this like super pro-america film that takes itself super seriously because america is the most serious thing that's ever happened in the and the president is the most important person in the universe um and it's like yeah, there's a I, there's almost a place for that i think like right yeah you should be allowed to be proud of um of who you are and and where you're from and whatever but it's when the you come to the second one and it's more about like talking shit about other people Mm. um like it's it's hurting others to lift yourself up and that's kind of when it gets a little bit like for me and um like apparently so the original one was like a they made a conscious choice to not make the villains like middle eastern or russian um because it's it's boring we've seen it before um and antoine fuqua said like yeah we've seen this a million times it doesn't interest me but the the idea of uh, north korea is because they're so secluded from the rest of the world that no one actually really knows what they're capable of Mm. um and so it's like yeah that and then apparently he read the script for the second one and was like this is shit i don't want to direct it wow um yeah so um yeah, one thing one go. thing that I thought was, and this is on, on the same topic we're sort of talking about, that's real interesting, is that in all three films, um, valid criticisms are leveled at, uh, like, you know, delivered by the villains at the president or American characters, right? Like the, the North Koreans in the first film um, say something about, like, the war profiteering that apparently President Asher is guilty of and the the in london has fallen i the the villain is talking to morgan freeman who's also in these movies as he's speaker yeah. of the house in the first one vice president in the second one and then the new president in the third one um yeah and he says to him he essentially says um you know you guys in america are so used to associating war with these dusty deserty forgotten countries and not somewhere like london which is you know a western pillar and it's a good point that like man that is such a sad thing that like when we think of war we think of what people in the middle east just think of as their home and Mm, i was like that's a good point but in in 
I, I, I'll exempt the third one from this, but in both the first and second one, the you you think when this gets brought up, you think, oh, so they're going to be um. They're actually making this almost complex, like they're going to acknowledge that there's evil on both sides. But then, in, in both the first and second one, a line is delivered or a or a a um, belief is expressed that's essentially, <laughs> yeah, but you guys are way worse. You know, you can't don't like. I think in the second one, one of them's like, don't justify your craziness, da 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 da. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't. I'm not at all saying acts of terror are a justification, but it's like. Or are justified, but but it's like, yeah, but you can't just say, no, you're worse, and that's literally all the movie bothers to do. <laughs> like, there's I know no, you like, have a lot of you, no, I feel like a more complex movie would have someone like President Asher be quite affected by the realities of what's been leveled at him, and he'll be like, okay, I'm going to change things. But there's there's mm. not really indi- any indication of that. the The third one makes a is 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 all about um how. Uh, the army, the American military, kind of like w- the lost sons of war, right? Like we send yeah. our, our boys to war and they come back and they're changed forever. And that one does kind of, um, you know, it, it's kind of vaguely pro therapy, then also kind of anti therapy at the end. Yeah, and in a way, should we, that, should we talk about the the third one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to say I don't know if it, it, it almost manages to remove that that uh, commentary from being an american floor at the same time as mentioning yeah, it, yeah. which is weird yeah um okay so the third one angel has fallen 2019 at the time of recording is the most recent film we've wow. covered on film franchise fortnights um so it was directed by rick roman war w-a-u-g-h i'm not sure how to pronounce that um and what's this one about um so this one is i th- this is my favorite one i think yeah uh, yeah same yeah so this one was about um mike banning having survived two like global terror events and saved the president twice he now suffers from quite a lot of ptsd um you know and he's and he that is coupled with his wife wanting him to get a like a desk job again but he's so he can't do it because he just really wants to work in the field uh and then um during a fishing trip with president morgan freeman um the (laughs) the entire secret service is wiped out by a bunch of drones. The only people left alive are the president who's now in a coma and Mike Banning, who is temporarily in a coma, but then escapes the hospital when he discovers that he's essentially been set up to make it look like he's colluding with the Russians to take out the president and all that sort of thing. And so, um, and, and, and something, and a story that would, would have been great had I cared more about the character. This is like, the first one is a character proving their worth. The second one is the same thing, but in a different location. And then the third one is now the character himself, because Banning's the titular angel, I guess. Angel has yeah, because it mentions in the film, um, like when it, it, they go public with the like Mike Banning is um is the the number one suspect because it seems like he's made a name for himself internationally mm. at being the center of these two fucking once in a lifetime incidents. Yeah, yeah. Um. And now it's like, yeah, the, and they, they say the president's guardian angel, um, something, something. They refer to him as that. And so it's like, I quite liked that, that he was 
mm, the it's- he's the angel because when the when the title was announced, everyone assumed it would be like Air Force One. Yeah, I did. T- I actually thought that's what it was till I watched. the We movie. talked about that on on the podcast because <laughs> there was also like a um a leaked uh, poster that mm. was Air Force One coming down, but it was just a fan thing. I think. Okay, um, a fan thing. Imagine I can't imagine this movie has enough of a fan base to do shit like that. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's just a photo of a plane crash with angels falling written on true. it. And then it got picked up as like the, the official right. poster. Because I've seen that poster and I just thought that was official. I got got. I got got by the fake news of the pop culture world. Um, fan art. Uh, <laughs> notorious. Um, so, but but this is good sequeling, right? Like, first yeah, well, one. It's classic. Um, second one goes bigger. Third one goes deeper. It goes, it, And it is deeper for the first three quarters. It's a lot less explosions and a lot more personal and intimate he meets his dad played by nick nolte um well he doesn't meet him he finds him he's like a recluse who's another kind of ex-soldier who now distrusts um distrusts the government mistrusts the government doesn't trust doesn't trust the government and um and then i mean the last act they have to he you know gets caught on purpose so that he can save the president um and because it's it's a the the plot is actually not set up by russians it's set up by war profiteering americans who want a war to happen between america and russia so that they get money out of it um yeah and led by tim blake nelson's vice president and what's the other guy's name danny houston danny houston who is like you know, the friend of, of Mike Banning who turns out to be the one who framed him. Who, as soon as he shows up, you're like, okay, this guy's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, I I didn't like any of these movies, but I thought this was the most interesting. This one showed the most thought. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for this and I was like, ah, oh, I'm not going to see that, but that's kind of clever. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I like the idea of, yeah, it's, it's personal stakes. It's it's his mm. characters being assassinated. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, you, you know, and, and so it also it had like half the budget of London has fallen. So that's why as well, it's less explosion-y and, um, you know, a lot more character driven. Um, but yeah, what do you reckon it has on Rotten Tomatoes? It's like in the thirties, I think. What, a number thirty-nine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, my flatmate was like, he saw me watching it and looked it up and was like, "This movie has thirty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes," and I was like, Ugh. "It's like telling me who won the big game that I've taped." You know. Uh, <laughs> um, what is interesting though is looking at the audience score of these films. He mentioned them as well. Okay. Well, well he asked, "What is the science behind large audience scores compared to?" smaller critical scores yeah um well so the first film has 66 percent audience score which is like it feels fair enough for the film i think mm-hmm. um second one has 51 percent and the third one is 93 percent audience score on Rotten tomatoes yep because they by the third one that's got a fan base yeah you know 140,000 reviews wow holy 93%. shit yeah jiminy cricket <laughs> all right so we touched on this um a little bit not really but so you mentioned president asher and how he's all his like war profiteering stuff because you wanted to talk about what you think president asher is like as a president right because we never explicitly told 
their political party, right? It's it's and it's so intentional. It's so that you yeah. watch these movies and you go, yeah, he aligns with my beliefs because the first movie yeah. hinges completely on you being on the side of the president. Um, yeah, exactly. And so I think it wants as a as a left leaning person, I think it wants me to think that the president is a Democrat. But after watching these movies, I don't. I don't think he's. I think he's probably a Republican president. <laughs> Just because the the especially after that second one is is like mm, this. <laughs> does not but feel then, like at the same time it seems a lot less likely that the republicans would like um elect a hot young piece of ass like aaron yes, eckhart and true. then have like a black president well maybe trumbull. maybe um trumbull isn't um maybe trumbull's a democrat yeah uh, i don't think you would there would ever be a circumstance where you would have a you would be vice president to someone and be in a different political party is there not? Isn't that what kind of happened in New Zealand with Jacinda and um, Winston Peters? Uh, yeah, no, but that, that's, we have different um, political. Essentially, uh, yeah, th- th- we needed we needed to, more than one party to come together to form a government, um, and they made a deal. Said, "I'll no, be right, that party right. if I can be deputy prime minister." Yeah, yeah. No, okay, no, good point. Um, that's no, but that is a good point. That the the Although candidates you do get someone like um joe biden who's not very left-leaning but (laughs) is a registered democrat um Mm. and so you know maybe maybe he is trumbull as a republican president a fish on paper who actually leans yeah yeah democrat yeah i think so what's confusing and maybe it's intentional because because it wants to be um vague maybe it's like it's like it's like the the presidents that are picked are Hollywood liberal picks for president, but their their policies and the company they keep <laughs> seem seem mm. way more gun toting Republican than than um than anything else. Um, I don't know. I guess my 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 biases against Republicans is 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 just based around the the attitudes and lines of dialogue spoken by Mike Banning and and specifically London has fallen though. The first yeah. one's not that great either. <laughs> yeah, but it is. Um, it's interesting because it does feel like Mike Banning is supposed to be America, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is diehard in the White House, but John McClane is the, the reason that the first diehard is so great is that John McClane is like, yeah, yeah, he's a cop, but he's 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 anybody. He's 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 an everyman. Um, yeah. He's cracking jokes. He's in over his head. Whereas Mike Banning, he is doesn't like, have shoes. He's yeah yeah. Mike Banning is trained for this exact scenario because he is America and he'll take whatever the fuck you can throw at him yeah. and he'll and he'll send you back to fuck Hedistan. God, it's such a bad. I cannot believe I told I told my flatmate this. I was like, and there's a line in London has fallen that is literally go back to fuck Hedistan. It's almost the go back is just as bad as the fuck Hedistan. I think it's we'll send them back to That's fuck still Hedistan bad. Any kind thing. of yeah, yeah, yeah. any kind of language which um insists that you are the entitled owner of you know what I mean? Because that's why it's bad because it's like an entitled thing to say to someone. Right. Um Yeah. I mean I do think like you know, re- refugees and immigration but terrorists like they should they should stick to their own country no for, for sure but it's a um well they shouldn't exist as opposed to stick to their own country because yeah. there's terrorists in every country uh but the the I, I think it's just that language like elicits those you know 
suddenly the the, the yeah it's, it's the, like you say it's the kind of thing that you know you'd be walking down the street and someone would yell from mm. a car mm. because you know i told my flatmate that um that the line send him send him back to fakhetistan is in london has fallen and he was like man movies from like 10 15 years ago eh? and i was like this movie's 2016 and he's like like oh my god it's actually shocking yeah it is it's, like it feels like do you remember yeah. when we watched sex in the city 2 and it's like this movie no. is so tone deaf this is six years after sex in the city 2 and it's about as tone deaf as, as that movie it oh, gives and it how a run often for those films have been compared to each other eh? <laughs> um so a few interesting things um uh do you know the, the attack on the white house uh was based on interviews with former secret service who were asked how you how they would attack the white house if they had to Hmm. That's a strange thing to make public record. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's, it's like in uh in uh, what is it, Die Hard Three, um the the interv- the writer was like taken by the FBI and, and questioned because the the like breaking into the the gold reserve was like so accurate that they were like you you how did you do this um and it's like you know these these are actually our weaknesses and stuff like that mm. uh, but then he's like this was all in like a new york times article they were like fuck fuck fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> one thing that i found really interesting um and this is actually kind of leaning into dumb imdb trivia which is a segment we do because imdb trivia is user generated anyone can submit it so it leads to a lot of dumb things often it's just worded kind of stupidly mm-hmm. so um this i found that this is a really interesting tidbit almost by definition the president of the united states cannot be held hostage the moment he is overpowered and unable to function he is no longer the president wow they sort of bring that up because yeah but it's just like like the the president's held hostage is like technically never a true statement right and and then it says this is why the united states is a country of institutions and laws not individuals and it just feels like that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um try again try criticizing us again sweetie <laughs> yeah 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 uh here's another one um so i've got two dumb IMDb tri- pieces of trivia about the same line in the film it is mentioned by kang that it took 13 minutes to take the white house full stop that was really unlucky full stop <laughs> you're joking me <laughs> that's the dumbest piece of IMDb trivia i've ever heard <laughs> um and then it also says after the takeover of the white house is complete kang says his team did it in 13 minutes this could be a reference to the year was the film was released 2013 <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe it was maybe the person who was writing this movie was like all right it took um fuck how, uh, when's this movie gonna come out 2013 all right 20 it took 13 minutes like I do stuff like that, you know. Like I name my characters after, like go on my Facebook feed and just look at who, who, whoever's the first person to post and be like, "All right, I guess this person's name is Michael." Yeah. So maybe it's one of those things. Um, and so they, these are actually all on Olympus has fallen. There, there was nothing interesting on the other two. Um, actor Phil Austin, who plays the vice president in this film, bears a striking resemblance to current since 2017 U.S. Vice President Mike Pence. From evidence and interviews, it appears to just be a big coincidence. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> so good. So dumb. Because they planned that in 2013. Yeah, like, yeah. Mike that's the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, all right. Now, moving away from. Um, Dumb IMDb trivia, but it's still an IMDb trivia entry. Uh, what are you? Do you think Morgan Freeman's a good actor? I think Morgan Freeman um, has screen presence. I think the days are behind us when Morgan Freeman needs to be a good actor. Um, mm. I think that he has had enough iconic roles that could be played by no one else other than him. For me to be yeah, like, cool. I think yeah, this the screen presence is a good way of putting it because like when he's he's delivering a speech or he's uh you know in the like the control room and he's he's talking in someone's comms you know it's good but then anytime there's like in the third film when there's a drone strike coming at him and he's just like pulling a shock face Mm. (laughs) it looks so bad like Mm. it's 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 you know it's, it's not believable in the slightest and it's it's almost comical in its yeah lack of expression um but so this is on angel has fallen like with olympus has fallen and london has fallen morgan freeman has openly admitted in interviews that he did this movie mainly for the money <laughs> as he explained for the previous two money it's this last why did you do this for money it's the third in a series it pays better than the first one i get to play the president again i'm in a successful series i'm working with a guy i really admire and like it's perfect when asked whether he still felt fire in his belly with regard to acting he said i enjoy it i still enjoy it i love making movies but it's more like smoldering embers now and i think that that shows in his work Mm. i like that he said i get to play the president again even though it's kind of the first time he's been the president as the third one. Oh, so you're not accounting Deep Impact? Oh, is that what he's talking I thought he was talking about mm. specifically within the Fallen. Got so. him! <laughs> um, yeah, he um, he did it. He did famously horrible AMA on Reddit. Um, really? Where it shattered people's illusions of Morgan Freeman. Um, his, th- and this was kind of like the peak of when uh, Reddit AMAs uh, were just part of the publicity trail that every mm. celebrity would do. And um, there was one, his verification photo was him asleep on a couch with a uh, high Reddit, I'm Morgan Freeman, ask me anything on a piece of paper, which looked photoshopped onto his stomach. And um, all the answers, there was one that was like, hi Morgan, like you're my favorite actor of all time and your, ro- your roles really inspire me. Like when you're looking at scripts, um, you know, you know, what is it that, about roles that speak to you? um and he just said whatever makes me the most money um and it's like you know brutally honest uh but and he only answered like six questions or something uh but yeah that's uh check that out uh on the internet uh, where all good reddit amas are available mm. now richard i know that you are MCing this episode and you decide where we go next but i'm sorry dude it's time for unsanctioned useless statistics without your permission we're jumping into well, useless Well, I was statistics. about to do them, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, of course, is our segment, which 
I don't know, part of the joke is where we place them in the episode now because they were once up top mm. and they were poorly placed. Um, I have a really fun one. I am frothing to hear it. All right. So the Fallen series shares some um, common DNA with the James Bond series, which we've mm. already covered. Um, so, for example, the uh, this is our second series this year where the plot has been to to pit Russia and uh, well, I guess it's England and the and James Bond, but Russia and one of the you know great Western powers against each other from a third <laughs> party, um, because that's the plot of. Uh, um, Angel has fallen and Thunderball, <laughs> one of the James Bond's ones. Um, we found out today that uh, Gerard Butler is in Tomorrow Never Dies in the, in the background of a shot, um, and you don't yeah, see. He has him. one line in, in a very it is in his usual um, accent, very heavy yep. Scottish accent. He's out of focus in the background. Um, but I, th- I this is this is the big one. I'm pretty sure that the Fallen trilogy is our third Rick Yoon franchise so he plays kang the north korean villain in the first film because he is also in the fast and furious where he plays johnny tran but then he's also in die another day he's the guy with diamonds in his face and die another day and his plan in die another day is the same plan in olympus and four has fallen his plan in both movies is to demilitarize the demilitarized zone between North Korea and South Korea so that North Korea can take over South Korea. Like that's, yeah. that's the, that's the villain's plan in both movies. One uses a giant satellite from space to buzzsaw a, a literal <laughs> hole between the, the, the two sides. Uh, and then Olympus has fallen. It's just like, if you don't recall your military from the demilitarized zone, then we'll kill you. Yeah, I, I actually had written down that it's our second franchise to have Rick Yoon play a North Korean terrorist after Die Another Day. Um, but yeah, but also it's that, another... the fact that it's the same plan is like the secret source of the <laughs> of that piece of trivia. Another um, fun piece of useless I, uh, statistics mm-hmm. um, is this is as this is probably I think there's one more example of it, but I'm not sure what it is. But this is at least our second franchise this year. Um, to have only its second film be on Netflix in New Zealand. <laughs> right, because The Expendables Because The Expendables yeah. 2 and London Has Fallen are the only films in each franchise which are on New Zealand <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> which is just a weird, like, why. Um, but also, um, fun, useless statistic. This is our 100th episode of Film Franchise Fortnites. Wow, that is fun. Yeah um so it's our um because we've spoken a few times about reaching our 100th um but you know as you know um not every single episode covers only one franchise and not every single um franchise is covered in only one episode um (laughs) so this is actually like if you go back count every episode that we've released this is the 100th um some of those episodes cover more than one franchise and some you know yeah so we've never done an episode that covered under one franchise although i guess that's what the multi-part franchise episodes would be yeah yeah um but so this is um if you count um the back to the future which we released over three episodes i'm counting that as one episode because (sighs) 
um we forgot to mention it on the expendables um <laughs> that it was our 100th episode um if you count it as three so yeah 100 episodes congratulations Yay, there you go i also found out today the fun fact that we're months too late to share um because i was i've we've got a list of every single film we've done for the podcast um and i found out that uh How, a very Howard and kumar christmas is the 420th film we've watched for this podcast so good so funny these things are Thanks. bound to happen but you never believe it when they do what's our 69th is our 69th one like nymphomaniac That'd be the, you know, imagine if our 420th was Harold and Kumar and our 69th one was Nymphomaniac. Uh, I'm going to have to, let me just, um, <laughs> one moment. You should just be like, yeah, it is. Well done, AJ. You found another fun little. Because <laughs> well, he's going to check. So really. obviously not, because <laughs> we've done more than 30 films before <laughs> doing, um, godzilla and there's 31 films in that true so that's like almost 69 right there yeah oh yeah let's have a look sure it'll be a godzilla movie but godzilla was right after nymphomaniac it's not gonna be either um oh fuck i needed um i'm sorry madea goes to jail was that 69th fuck film? yeah very appropriate <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah any any other while well, i've got the the list up any other n- fun numbers you want to know <laughs> well how many films have we done oh yeah that's a good point um angel has fallen is the 456th film we've watched wow that's so cool yeah <laughs> does this include repeats it wouldn't would it uh no no each film can only appear on the list once okay and also, this actually doesn't include Atlantis, Square Pantis, or Truth or Square, because they're actually not movies. Um, but Back those are from the, the old... early days of the podcasts yeah. when we were wrong about these things. <laughs> wrong about a lot of things. Something which we'll be rectifying. Oh, da, 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 da. In a few episodes. Don't get ahead of yourself. Hello. All right. What's next, Richard? Okay. Uh, next, uh, before we get on to continue the franchise, I want to talk about titles. We talk about titles a lot on this podcast. You're a big title boy. God, I'm yeah. stuffed with titles. I've got titles <laughs> coming out the wazoo. So, AJ, what do you think of the titles of Olympus Has Fallen, London Has Fallen, and Angel Has Fallen? They are really good. They're my favourite things about Yeah, I about fucking love the them, eh? They're great. They, what I love about... So, already, changing one word of a title is, like, my favourite titling scheme. You know, so I, I already really like that. Um, but then what I also like is that it's referring to a different thing. Like the, the changed word is a different thing. So the first one is a code name for a place. The second one is just a city. And the third one is referring to a person. Um, and mm. so I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And also <laughs> what's cool about Angel Has Fallen, as we said, is that the, it's not a literal, it's not as literal as the other two, which is like um, the this, this, location has been compromised the third one angel has fallen referring to a person as like a is a frame job so it's like i don't know it's a more poetic uh you know idea yeah 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 uh yeah so yeah i really like the titles as well it's a good design for a trilogy i just wish they were better movies i would love to <laughs> see this design this plot structure for a trilogy in a in a like 
Like, this is what Spider-Man 3... Spider-Man 3 should have been Angel Has Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we've got another Spider-Man 3 coming out, and um, they do go overseas in the second one, so... They go to London in the second one. Again. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, so... Uh, continue the franchise. Mm. So, in November of last year, Alan Siegel announced plans for a fourth, fifth, and sixth movie, which Gerard Butler is signed on to, uh, as well as local language TV spin-offs. So apparently, the because these films are quite popular around the world, they're going to do spin-offs where, um, in different countries, where and, and they'll be all in the, the language of whatever country they're in. It's so weird that these are popular overseas. They'll introduce <laughs> new characters, which will tie into the films, apparently. Hmm so you gotta I, watch um you know lost olympus has fallen and Le olympus has fallen very nice and um, da da olympus has fallen and te olympus why would has they fallen. have that in front of them the first one doesn't have the original american <laughs> yeah. one doesn't have that in front of us um so that's so strange that that that'd be that appeal so much to to other countries when it feels like they're they're made for yeah, yeah, yeah. distinctly american audiences um i i think and i get that it's there's money involved and as much as i don't really give a shit about the movies i i think it's a good trilogy like it's yeah, wrapped yeah. up he he gets a yeah. job that that at the end of the third one that like is where he needs to be in that time it's all you're also like with sequels like this it's like it starts becoming increasingly less and less feasible that someone would be involved in all these major cataclysmic events over and That's over again thing, yeah um, and so it feels like i don't think the fourth one is going to be called x has fallen no i think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pivot that's my pick hmm. olympus has four len wow len isn't like a name is len a name yeah yeah, yeah. it's another card name um, yeah, so I think that like the third one gets away with it because it's like because of the events of the first two, you are being targeted. Yeah, like, like yeah, like we've said, the third one's a clever idea. <laughs> um, I can take one coincidence. It's like episodes of the X Files where the mystery finds Mulder and Scully instead of what it usually is as them being like assigned to it. It always felt less right. genuine when it's like they've just happened to stumble upon this thing on their you know <laughs> their road trip. It's like you know how often does that is that going to happen to someone though? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I what it needs what the fourth one would need to be would be a terrorist attack is happening somewhere. We need to get the one man we know can deal with this who's Mike Bannon, yeah. to get him out of trouble. Yeah, I, trouble. I imagine he'll be in more of like a man-in-the-chair role in this. Oh, in really? Sequels. That, that's what, like, if I'm picking of where, where I think the franchise can go, it's just going to be too silly if, uh, yeah, if the trouble keeps finding him. Yeah. Um. But hey, you know, like, I... I, I <laughs> I don't think these are the kind of discussions they're having in the writers' room of the Fallen <laughs> series. They're saying, "All right, what's the what's the thing that has fallen?" They've been stuck yeah. on that little thing for like <laughs> for like two months trying but, to. But yeah, I mean, hey, twenty twenty two, we'll maybe see another Fallen movie. If so, one if one's a code name for a for a like a a place like a, a building, and one's a city, and one's a, referring to a person, do you think it needs to be like a number or something like that for the next one? 69 has fallen 69 has fallen yes 420 has fallen um 
So, Earth has what? Now, do, you, do you have a good continuing franchise for me there, bud? Yeah, it's real funny. You're going to love it. It's okay. timely too. Okay, so am I going first? Uh, yep. Okay, so my continue the franchise. Um, as of two hours ago, the uh, leader of the National Party in New Zealand, Simon Bridges, was dethroned from his position and replaced because um, never have I seen a, a local public figure more inept at at, at being a likable person <laughs> than Simon Bridges. Yeah, I've seen it overseas, but but um, ah, every time. Like the the nicest person I know saw him come on the TV the other day and she yelled, nobody likes you <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> New Zealand at the moment is, is world renowned for being one of the best responses to the coronavirus pandemic. Everyone I know is, is so keen on keeping Jacinda Ardern as prime minister. Um, yeah, it's because you live in an echo chamber. It's because I live in an echo chamber, yeah, yeah. Um, and Simon Bridges is, is like, his political strategy at every point has just been to criticise whatever the Prime Minister's doing, even if it's what he said she should have done six weeks earlier. He, well, then he go, takes credit for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, considering that he's now been dumped, uh, my, my continue the franchise is called Beehive Has Fallen. Uh, Beehive being the, the name of the, like, the the New Zealand version of the White House. What is the Beehive? It's like the the uh, it's off- our Parliament building. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Beehive has fallen, which I I feel like it adds to the um, you know, it fits the brand. Uh, and what it is is it's actually a propaganda video made by Simon Bridges in response to getting kicked out of Parliament, um, kicked out of the leadership of National, um, and. He's he's called it Beehive has fallen in an attempt to cash in, which on something which is by the time of its release quite like not a very current reference, uh, which is something National have done plenty of times. Um, they'll you know they'll make a they'll make it like a pop cultural reference to something that happened a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and there was a famous case of them using a song in one of their election campaigns, which sounded a lot like "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. So much so that Eminem sued the New Zealand government for, for using for using something that sounded too much like "Lose Yourself." Um, so that's my pitch as a as a a propaganda piece that that. Simon Bridges Simon will think Bridges. is real cool, um, and it's a parody of London is for you know Olympus has fallen, and all the responses He's to it parodying will be like, the second one as well. Yeah, yeah, all the responses to it will be like, <laughs> I never saw this movie. What what is this a reference to? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, okay, so my very good. I love it, just like you <laughs> prophesized. Thank you. Um, so my one is. Uh, you know, this this could just be um, the fourth one. So it's about it's set. I want it to be set during an election year, and so because we never actually see the elections, and because obviously that would solidify the political leanings of the mm. of the president. Um, but set it during election year, and Mike Banning is like, um, is assigned to be security detail for. Um, you know, um, let's call uh, let's call him a Trump-like <laughs> um, <laughs> presidential candidate who, essentially, you know, the party doesn't want to win, mm-hmm. um, and keeps getting themselves into situations, and so he's essentially following him around. Um, and it's like you know, there's assassination assassination attempts on him, and Mike Banning's like, 
oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's very and so you know it's it's very much about the the political divide in America at the moment, mm. um, and yeah, it, it would be diving. It would be smaller scale than the other ones, and it's about um, Gerard Butler's character, sort of his his internal struggle with whether or not to keep saving him, and it's called Democracy Has Fallen. Oh shit! I love it. I just I do love it. I love the idea of these movies, but if Trump was the president for them, um, because yeah. almost everything that the president does. Um, would either look hilarious if Trump was doing them or just come off way, way worse. Like when in, in <laughs> London has fallen, um, uh, President Asher, who's played by Aaron Eckhart, is about to get beheaded on live TV and he starts reciting yeah. the constant, what well, the, 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 what you, when you're sworn in, the like, yeah, the, the, um, yeah, yeah, whatever it's the Pledge of Allegiance. Is that what it is? No, that's when you pledge allegiance to the flag. Oh. It's, um, the, the, the presidential oath. I okay. I, I solemnly swear, and you know, for American audiences, I imagine it's supposed to feel quite powerful. Um, for New Zealand audiences, it's like, oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. like this patriotism is too much. And just, <laughs> but but watching Aaron Eckhart do that, it's like, fuck yeah, it's t- it's fucking Two Face. It's it's grizzled, um, sweaty hot Aaron <laughs> yeah, it's, Eckhart. It's Two Face. It's the Batman villain, <laughs> so you can get behind him. Whereas um, yeah, when it's someone like <laughs> Trump, <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, it's he's a, he's a, he's an attractive, rugged dude saying these things, and I can imagine being American and being like, fuck yeah, what a hero. But seeing Trump do that, I'll be like, oh. Oh my god i i can't watch trump get beheaded there's i don't want no, there's to, no to way these... trump would be able to recite the oath of office from memory <laughs> um so that, yeah that, i think yeah. um like there, there was a thing because it cuts to you know your classic shots of people all around the world you know with their hands over their mouth panicking and um yeah, like I don't think that would be happening with if it was Trump. Trump, there would be more of a conversation around it as opposed to like a grief-stricken yeah. nation or world. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now just before we let you know what is coming up next uh, next week, uh, we've got to do a newish segment we do uh, called Ranking the Franchise. So new, in fact, that this is the second take of this because <laughs> I forgot to um to do it and i just went on to the next part um but so where do you think on the list of 106 franchises we've covered 107 now actually with angels with olympus has fallen Mm. uh where do you think this belongs all right let me just log in to letterboxd so i can be right there with you. all right so um i'll just so we we ranked at the end of last year all the franchises were done and um because nymphomaniac one was one of if not the best films we've watched for the podcast and nymphomaniac volume two was the worst we decided that's average (laughs) that that's that's so now if if a film is more good than bad it goes above that and if it's more bad than good it goes below um, and that's currently number 44. So, first off, AJ, does this belong above or below Nymphomaniac? I think the heights of Nymphomaniac are infinitely more interesting than the heights yeah, of Yeah, this. this is... This 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 doesn't deserve to be that low, I don't think. Um, because even London Has Fallen, I was like, this is a reasonably easy watch. It's the kind of thing you would just see like it's you would be staying at a hotel and they have sky movies and you got back from dinner and you put it on you missed the first 20 minutes and you you could still watch mm. the rest of it and think it's fine 
I'm going to throw out a suggestion. You tell me what you think. Yeah. I think between between American Pie and The Hobbit. So 50, it would be make it 50 second. 50 second. Okay. American Pie and The Hobbit. Okay. Yep. So that's, um, yeah, I could, I could, I could dig that. Mm-hmm. Not so, as good as Harold or Kumar go to White Castle or the Santa Claus, no. but at least it's better than Bad Santa and uh, Transformers. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. All right, let's chuck it there. Why not? Okay, let's shit? do it. This, this whole thing is arbitrary. <laughs> um, okay, so now it's time. We've been doing this for four years, AJ, for mm. 100 episodes. Um, next week uh well next time sorry we do film franchise fortnights it'll be the 8th of june which is uh just two days shy of being four years to the day that we uploaded lethal weapon so it's confusing isn't it trying to mark the lands the land stones the milestones milestones the kidney stones um of our podcast because this is the 100th episode of film franchise fortnite but not the 100th franchise we've done nor is it the 100th episode of the cold popsha podcast we've done nor is the anniversary episode the anniversary of the first ever cold popsha podcast episode which was what what's done. the anniversary of the first film franchise fortnite film franchise fortnite yeah. yeah 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 so yep um so what have we done this week so last year, um, for our third anniversary of Film Franchise Fortnites, we were like, let's do a redux where we um, we throw up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash We throw up on our patrons. We throw up on it. Uh, <laughs> and and we go, hey, these are the pod these are the, the franchises we covered in like our first year of of the podcast. Which one do you want us to redo, you know, now that we're more experienced and bet I'll say it better podcasters than we were in 2016 not better people though no worse people god um but the the so and we ended up redoing spider-man uh which was a very complicated franchise to try and compartmentalize because of how many different canons and you know it's part of the mcu and we'd already done the mcu and so it was very confusing to to, way to figure out I don't know. It felt like Spider-Man really broke or highlighted the flaws in the film franchise Fortnite's formula. Um, mm. But we did it anyway. We redid that franchise. Uh, and for our fourth anniversary, we're doing it again. <laughs> we're redoing yep. it. We're reduxing the redux. So once again, we put up all of the... Um, yeah, so we did it differently this time because last time we put up 14 franchises in our first year and just said vote for your favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time we split them into two. And so we did two polls of seven and then the winners of those went up against each other uh, in a final battle. And it's worth noting that the that Spider-Man was still included. We were prepared yeah. to do Spider-Man for a third time. Um, <laughs> so the winner of the first poll was the Freddy vs. Jason, A Nightmare on Elm Street slash um, Friday the 13th franchise. Uh, and the winner of the second poll was Back to the Future, the trilogy. And so we had our final poll between those two franchises, which felt right. They feel like yeah, they feel like the 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 ones that desperately need a, a second. Th- these look. are the ones that we decided we would do a redux because of. So yeah. Back to the Future is one that a lot of people said, oh, "I wish you hadn't covered that so early because the podcast was shit." Then um, people <laughs> tell me that every day. They say um, it to my face. Then. <laughs> um and then free versus jason um was we had free versus jason just 20 films long as one 
franchise on our list, but th- that was before we would split a franchise across multiple episodes. Um, and it's so, also a very short episode. Yeah, it's only it's it's under an hour. No, it's, it's our first friend. It's our first episode, which was over an hour long, but it's like an hour and one minute. Mm. Um, and so for twenty films, that's about three minutes per film. This is three films I had fuck all to say about, and we talked for like almost an hour and a quarter. Um, <laughs> so, um, Freddy vs Jason and Back to the Future are the two ones because yeah, either one we covered too early and one we feel like we we covered incorrectly. So, mm. the winner. By two votes, and the franchise we will be covering uh, in two weeks from now is drum roll, please. Drum 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 Freddy versus Jason, a Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the Thirteenth. Damn, that's crazy. So, what's the plan, Richard? Because we can't do this in in one fortnight again. We, you know, when we covered the MCU, we did it per phase. When we covered James Bond, we did it per actor. Um, what? Are, oh, Godzilla, we did per era. And so it feels like we need to split this up into multiple yeah. weeks as well. So that's exactly what we're going to do, AJ. So, oh, good. Um, what we're going to do is uh, coming at you two weeks from now, from this very second, uh, we're going to be releasing a friday the 13th one which will go which will take us up to jason x uh and then um the following week not the following fortnight the following week we will be uploading an episode on a nightmare on elm street which will go from the 1984 original up to wes craven's new nightmare and then uh the following week again following week uh we will be releasing an episode on the two reboots as well as freddy versus jason the crossover film Mm-hmm. so this will um yeah so so essentially we're, we're putting it in three weeks like that so that when we come back after the reboots in two like two weeks after that we haven't screwed up the schedule of what weeks they phil franchise fortnight comes out on yeah and that we're not stretching it out for mm. six weeks like and we look it's Bond. when was the, the last time we did a a iconic horror franchise was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yep. later last half year. of last year. I've missed it. They, they're often some of our, our best episodes, I think, and I'm looking forward to being able to do three in a row, even though we've already covered the, these franchises before. I feel like the, the the language of our podcasting is so different now. Um, yeah, so, so we'll give different. each film the time it deserves. Mm. Um, so keep an eye out for our five-hour podcast next week. <laughs> on uh no sorry in two weeks on friday the 13th yep um and watch along with us why not um and you yeah. can you can tell us that you're watching along with you, us you've on got our, time on our discord server uh, which there'll be a link to in the show notes and as well as links to all our socials like facebook and youtube and instagram and twitter we're cult popture at all the places um there are two youtube channels one for our videos which you should check out if you haven't and one for our podcasts um which is what you're listening to right now um and yeah you can also email us at culpopturemedia at gmail.com tell us what you think of the show uh we we will probably talk to you in the discord if you're in there as well um God, I, I love in the past since the invention of the Discord server, the Culpable Discord server. It's really felt like our community feels like more of a tangible thing, you know. Instead of just yeah. instead of just a comment on an episode, now we're having conversations every day. Um, and sh- we did show and tell yesterday, which we're going to do every week in the <laughs> Discord, and it's real fun. And so, if you are a fan of the show but you've never joined the Discord, please join it and also comment and and be a part of it because it's it's really awesome talking to everyone. Um, so yeah. 
that's that's where to find us thank you so much for listening everybody and we will see you next week with an off week episode on a topic that we're still figuring out (laughs) see you then bye bye all right welcome to thank you for listening to that episode and welcome to our post credit scene this is a scene where a scene a part a segment it's post a post uh, yep where yeah, we'll mail it to you on the post yep send us your address and we'll send you this clip but the thing is the catch you won't know to send us your address unless you already have this clip wow so it's a it's impossible to hear it right now hmm. and yet here we are mm. if a podcaster uh, records a podcast and no one gives a shit is he still a white male <laughs> okay mate come on mate <laughs> put, <laughs> put down the beer dude come on <laughs> um the yeah so this is a segment where um at the end of each episode we take a a discussion prompt from one of our patrons over at patreon.com slash Cole who has donated $5 or more. Uh, and this, we're, we're starting to, everyone's coming back for seconds now, Richard, um, because frankly, we've run out of patrons because we only have, uh, you know, about 30. And so we're, we're cycling through everyone because not everyone's answering. So that's another thing. If you are a $5 <laughs> or more patron, please answer our messages. So we've got an, our second um, post-credit sequence from Brent Taylor, um, you know, the 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 MVP of, of Cole Popshire fans, our, our Discord ambassador. <laughs> Jesus. Our Discord ambassador. I like I, that. He's, it's self-appointed, but if he's going to do it, it means we don't have he's to He's got it. his own emoji on the Discord. Yeah, there you go. Join our Discord, by the way. Um, he he yeah, asks, for, and you, for Brent from Texas, we'll welcome you. Emojis. <laughs> um, he asks a very simple question: What is your favorite and/or the best black and white movie? What do you think? My favorite is Twelve Angry Men. Mm. Fuck. What's your favorite? Yeah, uh, it'd be between Twelve Angry Men or um, Casablanca. I love Casablanca. Mm, I love Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, they're both pretty fucking good. Um, all right, well, that's the... <laughs> what's what's the best black and white movie we've watched for the podcast? How many have we watched? The Mummy. Godzilla. Gogeta. Yeah, Go- uh, Gogeta is probably my favorite that yeah. we've watched. Yeah, it's certainly not um, Seven Samurai. Ouch. <laughs> well, maybe it is. There's got to be some contemporary black and white movie that I'm not remembering we've watched. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, it's The Artist. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, it's Sin City. Does that count? Would you count Sin City as a black and white movie? Yeah. And probably I'd probably count Schindler's List. Okay, interesting threshold you've got here. Would you count it? Um, I could understand not counting it. Oh, for sure. Mm. I mean, yeah, because when you talk about a black and white movie, you're talking about films that did it out of necessity rather than a choice. Which a cool example of that is actually Clerks um, was a, mm. shot in the 90s, but out, a black and white out of necessity and not by choice, um, which is crazy that there used to be a time when just shooting in black and white was what cheaper, more resourceful, because mm. now it's like black and white is just a filter and in, in editing, so... Yeah, I mean, it means be... you don't, I, I, I made a documentary at broadcasting school, 
and um the guy who we got to do operate the second camera was fucking useless and he didn't um color balance it properly and so we shot the interview from two angles um but they were like you know you could you couldn't cut between them because one was like real fucking yellow or something and so we just made them both in black and white and it fixed the problem um, black and white don't and do so that it was like yeah and so it was like the interview with the talent was black and white and it actually worked out because we made it so that like it um because it was her like retelling a story and so everything that was now was black and white and everything that was like the past was in color a reverse american history x hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 